Log Talk Radio. Oh, baby. Can't stop, won't stop. It's another edition of the Fantasy Football Insiders Radio Show. It's going down right here, right now. NFL Week 5 holiday, October 11th, 2015. It's the make it or break it week. That's the theme of today's show. Make it or break it because you got the bye weeks kicking in, you got the injuries. Some of you might be sitting there pretty at two and two. Some of you might even be one and three. So this is a big week because if you're two and two or one and three right now, you're sitting on shaky grounds, my friend. It's not a good position to be in. So get your pens out, get your pen and papers ready, okay, because we got an extravaganza bonanza going down right now. Antonio Gates is back. Adrian Peterson's on the bye. You know, we got all kinds of things happening, some week five extenders, and I got a good one for you this week. I got a real good one for you this week. You want to stick around for my week three or my week five? What is it? It's a week five extravaganza. I can't keep track. The season is flying by. It's a third of the way through, and there's a lot of stuff going down. Okay, there's a lot of stuff going down. I got some big announcements coming up. I got a big week five stinger for you. But first, let's welcome in the stars of the show. And we are minus the fantasy Taz, Jim Day. Shout out to Jim Day. We hope he gets better. I know he's under the weather, so hopefully he gets healthy and gets better sooner rather than later. And that he's here, right here next week for the week six edition. But right now we got the good Reverend Ralph Mancini stepping fresh out of the church doors, already uh, sipping on that Jesus juice over there in the glass. How you doing, Rev? Tell the people, take a second, tell the people uh, a little bit about what you do, where they can find you, what's going on with you, and give a shout-out to the NFL Week 5 holiday. Yeah, people could find me at Reverend Ralph on Twitter, where I'll be talking about fantasy football, college football, NFL football, anything related to football. So check me out at Reverend Ralph. All access, that's the Reverend Ralph Mancini. He talks it all. Next up is Joe Everett in the house. And if you listen to Draft Digest during the preseason, we're going to be starting to back up this week, Joe. I'm really excited about it, the return of Draft Digest. Tell the people a little bit about what we're going to be talking about, what's going on, and give a week five holiday shout-out. Hey, now. It's good to be on, Rick. Uh, you can find me at Joe W. Everett on Twitter. And, yeah, it's uh, tons of college football the last couple of weeks. Great games. There's going to be some risers, sliders, small school gyms, and, you know, all kinds of players. And, unfortunately, Jim is downgraded from probable to doubtful. But I think all of us are just going to have to take our games up this week, fellas. Yeah, he just don't want to man up about jumping, you know, staring at Arian Foster uh, bandwagon yeah. into a brick wall. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's time it's time uh, for the people's champ, and that's the Fantasy Football Insider Show. We appreciate your support. Can't make the club in the tub has a question going over to the chat room now. Uh, hey, man, lost the shirt. Can you help me find it? Well, let's help him find it because uh, there's a lot of people on the bye weeks and there's a uh, a lot of people having injuries. Let's kick it off with a stinger. Start off with the Joe Everett, who never leaves a stone unturned. Who do you got here, Joe, in this NFL Week 5 
sustaining the opponents with here and get a W because a lot of teams sitting at two and two, one and three, I call it the week five, make it or break it, because you're going to find out if you're a contender or a pretender this week here. Well, I just talked to Mike Shanahan, and he told me Kirk Cousins is going to be a Super Bowl winning quarterback. So I'm going to take that information. No, I'm just kidding. I just love every chance he gets. I drafted this kid, and he's going to be a winner. But uh, Kirk Cousins jokes aside, guys, I actually i am going Duke Johnson. Uh, Looking at 48% owned right now, uh, could be available in your leagues. That's one guy. I I think that is not just week five, but – rest of the way. You guys know the Duke's got wheels. He's got jukes. He could get loose on any given game. So uh, he's not yeah. really a power back, and I think he needs Crowell there. I think those two are really uh, making a nice one-two punch. So this may be the Eric Metcalf and uh, Kevin Mack oh. combo of Brown's old here. So on a team that really doesn't have a lot of pass catchers or difference makers, I'm looking at Duke Johnson as one easily one of the most talented players on the team. So yeah, if he's out there, you you, you got to get him on your roster. Well, you know, if Cleveland wants to win the game, they obviously have to run the ball a lot. But Rev, you know, I want to tame the expectations here a little bit because I don't know about you. And I like Duke Johnson. I agree with Joe on the long term season plan of, of of having Duke Johnson stashed on your bench. I just don't know. And maybe deep leagues, but standard twelve team leagues. I don't know if I'm a believer just yet in Duke Johnson. And I know, you know, it's somebody we're trying to plug somebody off the waiver wires this morning right now that you can go and get. So so it is slim pickings. But let's go over to the good Reverend. Are you on board with the Duke Johnson selection? Yeah, especially in a PPR league. Look, the Cleveland Browns do not have a lot of weapons. And so last week they started looking at Duke Johnson underneath now, I know that we're going up against the Chargers, who continually, you know, put linebackers on him. Uh, Manti Teo, it was an awful matchup, and they never made any adjustments to him. But I think the Browns are going to continually be looking in his direction. Uh, he played 61% of snaps. He caught 9 out of 10 targets. So I think if you play in a PPR league, I do like Duke Johnson this week, uh, more so than a standard league. Okay, so Duke Johnson uh, getting some love from our all-star panel. And, you know, I'm never going to doubt when it's both of them in agreement. I'm never going to doubt that. So Duke Johnson looking like a real strong NFL Week 5 finger. I'm going to admit, Joe, I wasn't I wasn't convinced at first. But between the both of you now, I, I'm a believer. And, you know, I, I went to church. I'm going to listen to the good Reverend Ralph Mancini. Joe Everett never leaves a stone unturned. And also, the Cleveland Browns, Baltimore Ravens, both one and three. I know some of the feedback we've gotten in uh, uh, the past couple weeks is, you know, people want us to uh, make uh, game predictions. And since we've been talking about the Browns and and, uh, Ravens matchup here, guys, I'm going to ask you, it's a big divisional game. Uh, Cincinnati playing the Seahawks today, so they're a little bit vulnerable. Pittsburgh Steelers sitting at two and two. And then, you know, we talk about the week five make it or break it scenario. I mean, one of these teams is going to be having a chance, and one of these teams is going to be really digging themselves a hole. We'll start it off with you, Joe. Uh, Ravens and Browns, who do you like for a game prediction here? And then I'll go over to Ralph. 
I'll go Ravens. Uh, not by much, though. I, I, like you mentioned, two one and three teams. Going to be a gutty, uh, slobber knocking kind of game. I'll, I'll give the Ravens twenty four. I'll give the Browns seventeen. Okay, well, I kind of like the Ravens here. Also, uh, they're, they're coming off of ten days of, uh, of rest, as I mentioned, and uh, I do think it's going to be a close game. It's a divisional rivalry. Uh, the Browns have been playing better as of late. Uh, Josh McCown has been playing well, but I do see the Ravens prevailing in this one. It's going to be closer than maybe some people think. I like the Baltimore here by a score of about, let's say, 27 to 23. Yep, and I'm in agreement. I like the Ravens by about a six-point type of game. Uh, Cleveland will keep it close. Ravens should win. And, you know, that division could be wide open if the Bengals do lose to the Seahawks, crack the door open for some others. Uh, it's the Fantasy Football Insiders Radio Show. I'm your host, Rick Saratella. Got the good Reverend Ralph Mancini, uh, Joe Evans, never leaving a stone unturned. And I just want to let you know, guys, NFLDraftBible.com, we partnered up with NUC Sports. It's a beautiful thing. Check it out. You can sign up now, one-week free trial. Just go to the site, sign up, uh, try it for one week. See what we're about. We got some videos, you know, talking about game predictions. We got videos all week long from the Miami Mike Sports Zone. If you're familiar or live in New, New Jersey area, we'll be there today on location. Talking football, we do game predictions. We released the NFL mock draft this week. Me and Joe will uh, um, break that down a little bit more uh, this week. We'll check with the Reverend, see if his schedule, get him on the show too. We have a huge, huge, huge show. If you're into behind-the-scenes happenings of the football industry. If you're interested in working in the football industry, how to uh, crack into the business, what some of the, um, you know, daily happenings are of people who work in the football business. We have a great panel. We have a great uh, variety of people who work in different positions in the uh, football industry. That's going to happen Tuesday night. from 8 to 9.30, and we'll post the details on Twitter at NFL Draft Bible and, of course, on the new NFLDraftBible.com. So sign up now. One week free trial. Uh, put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, as long as well as uh, Joe and, and, and uh, Ralph, who are with me here on the show. Uh, we, we dedicate a lot of time into bringing you some real hardcore information. So if you're tired of the mainstream media BS, and you're looking for something different and informative, uh, check us out, NFLDraftLevel.com. Shout out to all my people in the chat room. We are here for the people, so we're going to go over to the chat room now for a question, running back situation. Uh, Non-PPR guys, Doug Martin or Danny Woodhead, who do you like here, Ralph? Uh, Chargers, Danny Woodhead, uh, or Doug Martin for the Buccaneers? Uh, Who's your choice? First of all, excellent question. I have these guys pretty close to one another, but I'm going to go with Danny Woodhead. Uh, if you saw him last week against the Browns, this guy was just explosive, dynamic, uh, especially in the passing game. Uh, the, the guy just to, to produce in PPR. But, but, you said, but you said that this was a standard league, right? Non-PPR, correct, yeah. Non-PPR, Okay. Uh, mm, in that case, I think I might have to go with Doug Martin then because I have him very close. But I, I view Danny Woodhead as more of like a check-down running back. I don't know how much right. volume he's going to get on the ground in terms of carries. 
So in that case, I'm going to go with Doug Martin. I like his matchup. Uh, the fact that uh, Paul Puzlesny for the Jaguars is probably going to be out of this game, I think that makes a difference. I like Doug Martin. He's a volume back. and I look for him to put up uh, uh, close to 100 yards this week. And, Joe, I mean, let's be honest. This is going to be one of the few winnable games for the Tampa Bay Bucks, uh, and maybe for the Jacksonville Jaguars, too, for that matter. But if either team is going to win, I would imagine they're going to have to be effective in the running game. Doug Martin last week, I know uh, the muscle hamsters, your boy, uh, showed some flashes of him for his former self. Is that a sign of things to come, or do you like Danny Woodhead here? as a uh, running back number two option, non-TPR? I think it is a bit of sign of things to come. Maybe the offense is just getting a little bit more balanced. Uh, of course, Charlie Sims stealing some touches and love in the receiving game. But like uh, Ralph mentioned, I think scoring system dictates the decision here. Without the PPR, Woodhead is diminished a little bit in his impact. Um, he's still going to get receiving yards. He's still one of the better receiving options, I, I think, in this game. But also on a, a corollary that Ralph brought up, IDP-wise, uh, Shazier may be coming back for the Steelers on an extra add-a-day arrest with that shoulder is good. Uh, he's phenomenal in coverage with both Timmons out there. Woodhead, it may be a little bit tough sledding. So I, I think we'll go muscle hamster here. No uh, uh, Herschel Walker or Dorsett, they're not coming back out of retirement in Dallas. Yeah, you know, Joe, never leaving a stone unturned. Good points uh, with the linebackers. And, you know, a lot of people looking for running back help this week. And, uh, you know, we mentioned Adrian Peterson and some others on the bye week, injuries, all that good stuff. But what about that Dallas Cowboys situation? Because, you know, uh, I hear they're going to play the hot hand. I know uh, Darren McFadden, I told you a couple weeks ago, has been stealing some of those first team reps away in practice during the week from Joseph Randall, who just had a completely idiotic play last week, who, you know, um, if he played for some coaches, I know Joseph Randall wouldn't be seeing the field uh, for a very long time, maybe not ever again. Uh, And then Christine Michael, who they obtained from the Seahawks, who I always liked, uh, was always stashed behind Marshawn Lynch, um, has a lot of potential. Maybe we'll get to see it. Uh, nobody really knows, not even the coaching staff, who's going to get the bulk of carries. They're going to play the hot hand. So they say, and I believe that. Uh, we'll start with you, Ralph. What do you believe will happen with the Cowboys running back situation uh, starting this week, week five NFL uh, holiday, taking on the Patriots now at home? And uh, let's be honest, Dallas still has one of, if not the best offensive line in football. Yeah, well, you know, Lance Dunbar is out for the season, and he was a big uh, a big weapon in, in that passing game, especially as, as a check-down running back. I think, uh, I think DMC McFadden is going to be the running back in that complementary-type role. I think Dallas, in their heart of hearts, know that they can't count on McFadden as a type of, you know, volume back that, you know, we once thought he, he could have been. Uh, so I, I do see him entrenched in that, let's say, that Danny Woodhead type of role. Now it comes down between uh, Randall and Kristen Michael. Uh, the Cowboys are kind of getting fed up with Randall with his some of his decisions that he made, some of the misplays that he's making. Uh, and I, I mean, do well, think that, that was Kristen one of the Michael is the more well, talented well. back. 
Wow, that was one of the yeah, dumbest plays I ever. That was one of the dumbest plays I ever saw, though. What, what oh, yeah. Joseph, what, what, well, I, I'm agreeing with you. So I, I think I, I think Dallas is getting frustrated with Joseph Randall, and uh, yeah. I think Kristen Michael is the more talented back. And I think sooner rather than later, I think Kristen Michael is going to be a bigger and bigger factor to the point where I, I think he's going to be the main man in this backfield. And as I said, McFadden's going to play that complementary role. So I do think Kristen Michael is the better back, and I think eventually he is going to be the main man here. Wow, that's an interesting perspective, but it it makes sense because uh, we've seen the ineffectiveness of Randall, and we know that McFadden can't carry the bulk, really. Uh, Joe, how do you see it? Do you think McFadden has that breakaway speed uh, to make big plays? You know, what's really cool, I want to take a time out with this question. I don't know if you guys have checked out the next-gen stats on NFL.com, but it's the next generation of stats. You can find it on NFL.com under stats on the next-gen. And it's cool because, you know, nobody had hit the 20-mile-per-hour mark during the first couple weeks. Then last week we saw, like, three people hit the uh, 20-mile-per-hour mark, and, and Adrian Peterson is still has the the most burst of any running back in the game. But it's pretty cool. They measure, uh, you know, how fast the peak uh, speed of running backs and different players and different kind of stats are. Uh, But C.J. Spiller, somebody that people were doubting, he hit the 20-mile-per-hour mark last week. Uh, I guess, you know, I want to bring it back around again. I thought it was something cool that I just learned and found out about that you can find out on NFL.com, next-gen stats. Pretty cool stuff. Uh, Maybe not for everybody, but I do think it's going to be something that you hear about uh, more and more in the future. But, uh, Joe, I guess my question is, does uh, Darren McFadden have that 20-mile-per-hour burst still in him? And how do you see the Cowboys situation uh, unfolding, not only for week five, but also for the rest of the season? Well, uh, I'm uh, rest of the season more in line to the thinking of Ralph. I've been a huge Kristen Michael fan since the Aggie days. Were it not for that uh, injury early in his career, we might be talking about a guy who was a first-rounder and a feature back on another team in a fifth-dimension parallel universe. But I think Tub here in the, in the chat room has got it right. Week five, it's a no-go on the Dallas backs. I'm just – I'm staying away, and, and Ralph brought up another good point. It's unfortunate Lance Dunbar is hurt because this would have been a game that he, he would have made a lot of hay in uh, in a PPR league and just in the receiving game. So if I'm forced to start a, a one of these three this week, I'll go Randall even though he's a moron. He's got healthy legs. He actually has juice and more experience in the in the, in the scheme right now. So uh, I guess going to my head, I'll take him week five. But I'm right on and Ralph's thinking there with uh, Kristen Michael. If they could just get this guy some reps and knock on wood, he stays healthy. He has star potential. It's in him. We've seen it. Well, you know, I think the guy I'm waiting for, and maybe I'm living on the cloud in a dream somewhere, but I think Darren McFadden is the guy that eventually can bust out, break loose, shake loose, get free, and uh, put some points on the board and some points on your fantasy football team. But if you're uh, depending on the Cowboys running backs against the Patriots, uh, I think we're all in agreement. Try to stay away. Maybe you can pick up Joe Stinger, uh, Duke Johnson, and we'll get over to uh, Ralph's 
uh, week five stinger in a second. But first, we've got a question from Mark SD coming into the chat room. If you got a question in the chat room, hit us, baby, because we got answers. Maybe you want to call into the show, uh, 347-945-6275, or you can send a question on Twitter at NFL Draft Bible. But Mark SD, it's glad to see him back. Uh, maybe on the West Coast, getting in, some people waking up, joining the show. Brandon Cooks or Willie Sneed. Hey, now. Hey, now. Woo. For his flex. Oh, man, I'm going to have to steal this question away because, you know, I'm glad I had a backup week three, uh, week five finger. Willie Sneed is the, is the guy that I'm touting. I got, your, I got this year's Odell Beckham Jr. for you right here. His name is Willie Sneed, Ball State. And this is the guy, you know, uh, that's going to uh, help carry you to a fantasy football championship because I have Willie Sneed inserted into my starting lineup. I tried to sneak him in uh, in, in our in our dynasty league, Ralph, for a dollar. Uh, somebody beat him out for, for three dollars. So I winded up, Joe. I winded up trading a third and fourth round pick next year for Willie Sneed. That that's how much I'm a believer. And Willie Sneed, I believe he's this year's Odell Beckham. I'm not saying he's going to put up that kind of stats, but I think this is a guy that can help carry your league, especially if you need help in the wide receiver department, looking for a great flex play, uh, going up against the St. Louis defense. Who do you like here, Brandon Cooks, the favorite, or Willie Sneed, the long shot, Joe? I will take the new Lance Moore. Or 500, Alex. Um, if you told me <laughs> hey. we'd be talking about Willie Sneed in the regular season out of Ball State, a.k.a. Testicle U in Muncie, Indiana, I, I would just flip. I mean, this kid, crafty route runner, really tough guy, but I didn't know that he had the wheels that he did. And, boy, he has proven me wrong. He's proven a lot of people wrong. Good for Willie Sneed. Oh, yeah. and yeah, I, I agree the with you. Uh, you went I'll undrafted. Yeah. It's unbelievable. He's 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 pissed off at 32 NFL teams, so he's going to take it yep. out on the world, and he is just playing lights out. I mean, just highly efficient ball. I've got no arguments with starting Willie Sneed. Willie Sneed over Brandon Cooks. That's two. Rev, are you on the bandwagon? Because I'm the president. I'm going to go with Joe here. Uh, I also like Willie Sneed, also because uh, look, his snaps have been going up each and every week. He's been outperforming every other receiver on this New Orleans Saints team. And the other thing to look at with Brandon Cooks, why I don't like him as much this week is because he doesn't perform as well on grass. He's a better dome player when he plays indoors. So I'm going to go with Willie Sneed over Cooks this week. I mean, where else are you going to get information like that? Rev pulling out the type of great playing field and Joe uncovering all kinds of gems. I'm your host, Rick Savatella, the good Reverend Ralph Mancini, Joe Everett. This is how we get down for the showdown. It's a throwdown right here on the NFL Draft Bible, brought to you by NUC Sports. Check us out, NFLDraftBible.com. Sign up now for a one-week free trial. And we're going to go back to uh, the chat room in a second, but I want to get Ralph's week five fingering for the people. we got seven minutes left on the live show. Just remember, if you do get cut off, at 10.30 Eastern Time, the 15-minute uh, archive will be available at about 10.45, 11 a.m. the latest. So you'll still have time to listen to the last 15 minutes where we'll give some more predictions. We'll talk some more hot topics, some gut check selections here. 
some last second waiver wire guys. But it's time for the NFL. This is, this is all upside your ears. Week five stinger. NFL week five from the good Reverend Ralph Mancini. What did you learn at church today, Ralph? What I learned is that if you're looking for a deep sleeper and you're in a bind this week, what you should be looking at is wide receivers who are available, who are getting a lot of snaps from week to week. And the guy that I'm looking at this week, he's got a decent matchup, and he is going to get a lot of snaps, is Marlon Brown from the Baltimore Ravens. Wow, okay. He, he is six foot five, and uh, the Ravens, they're going to be lacking um, some, some weapons. Uh, no Steve Smith, no Crockett Gilmore, and I don't think Max Williams is ready for prime time over the middle as a tight end. And so I Damn. think Joe Flacco is going to be looking Marlon Brown's way. He has been dropping some passes, but uh, I, I think this is a good week for him. Uh, he is a red zone target, so I think he could get you a touchdown, maybe two touchdowns this week. So, uh, again, if you're looking for that deep sleeper, you're in a bind. You need to plug in somebody in that flex position. I do like Marlon Brown this week. Okay, I'm on board with it. Uh, Marlon Brown's a guy who, during the preseason, or during the offseason, was a guy that I thought was going to have a big year this year. Hasn't quite happened. Uh, Ralph, before I go to Joe for his opinion on that, how come Brown over Kamar Aiken, who I know we saw bust out recently, how come Brown over Aiken? Oh, I'm not saying over Kamar Aiken. I'm saying he oh, has okay. just as good, of, as good of a chance to put up numbers as Kamar Aiken because, I mean, last week he played, uh, I, believe, I believe it was 91% of snaps. I think uh, today he plays about 98, 99% of snaps. So he's going to be out there. And Joe Hayden is going to play uh, last I checked. And so you would think Joe Hayden is probably going to be covering Aiken, which is going to open things up for Marlon Brown. The fact that the Ravens also picked up Chris Gibbons as a deep threat, I think should open up things underneath for a bigger receiver like Brown over the middle. Great point, Ralph. Great point. I like it. I like it. Uh, Joe, are you buying or selling Marlon Brown week five stinger? Yeah, I mean, I would like uh, Aiken and Brown. uh, We're we're, uh, players of note. I think given that, you know, that Gibbons guy they got in the trade, People have been jumping on him. I'd be a little leery of a guy just, oh, adapting Mark Tressman's system over the course of five days. So I just want to put that out there. But I think uh, the theory is sound. If Joe Hayden and his rib or finger injury, he's got both, I guess, what put him out last week and cost yours truly a little bit of money. Mad at you, Joe Hayden. But uh, if Joe Hayden does draw Aiken, then, yeah, Marlon Brown could get free on a number of plays. And they're going to need Marlon Brown to play a role if Baltimore has any chance of winning this game. So I think it is a good call. Yeah, for sure. All right, now. Two minutes left for the live audience. Remember, we might get cut off here uh, at 1030, and then we'll have the archive available. But I want to get the uh, chat room questions in for the live audience. Of course, you know you can't make the club in the tub. And he wants to know, uh, non-PPR standard league needs to start two, two out of the three. D-Jax, Vincent Jackson, uh, Leonard Hankerson, who is now uh, promoted over Roddy White in Atlanta, and i got to love the head coaching job uh, Dan Quinn of Morristown, New Jersey, is doing in Atlanta, and Kendall Wright, 
who uh, seems to be Mariota's go-to guy. So uh, Vincent Jackson, who has been boomer bust, uh, Hanky Panky Hankerson, or Kendall Wright, uh, Joe, who do you like two out of the three? Which guy is on the bench? Even though I recommended picking Hankerson up last week, so got a nice little stinger last week. I'll try not to pat myself on the back too hard. I'm leaving him on the bench this time. Uh, Love the V-Jacks there. I just like Vincent Jackson. We're basically talking about two number ones and then a number two. Uh, Looking at the targets, last two games, Kendall Wright, double-digit targets. V-Jacks, double-digit targets. He's going against a Jaguars soft zone where he should be able to expose the holes in that. Uh, I think also Kendall Wright is not just a deep ball threat. He's all over the field. That's a guy who's just so polished in his route. Wow, I'll, I'll is, take him over the inconsistencies of Hankerson, you know. This is this, this is a tough one, Ralph. 30 seconds or less, uh, which which guy's on your bench? Because I'm, I'm kind of split now after Joe said that. Yeah, I'm going to go with V-Jack, so I'm going to go with Kendall Wright. Kendall Wright has a terrific matchup against Buffalo. They're giving up yards to that slot receiver. Look at what Dwayne Harris did to them last week against the Giants. Uh, I'm going to go with V-Jack and Kendall Wright. I think they're the more consistent guys in their respective offenses. Yeah, you know, Matt Ryan likes to spray the ball around, so I'm going to be on board. You guys convinced me once again. That's why you guys are the experts. I'm just happy to be here, and I'm glad that everybody tuned in for this NFL Week 5 holiday, Fantasy Football Insiders, brought to you by the new NFLDraftBible.com, now partnered with NUC Sports. Check us out. Sign up for the one-week free trial. Go to NFLDraftBible.com if you want access to the content. I mean, we got the new mock draft up there. we got great videos, uh, great uh, new shows uh, launching on Tuesday. You're going to not want to miss out about the football industry. So we say goodbye to the live audience and hello to the archive audience. So let's reset it here. Rick Saratella, good Reverend Ralph Mancini, and Joe Everett here. we got a, uh, about 15 minutes to freestyle, fellas. And uh, I'm going to go around the table and ask you guys what's on your mind, maybe some random thoughts of the week. Uh, I have a couple questions of my own if we get to it. But uh, one thing on my mind is, uh, you know, uh, a lot of those fantasy football leagues that I was in, uh, DeMarco Murray slid. He slid like a rock. Matter of fact, he slid like an anchor. And I just couldn't believe how late in the draft I was getting uh, DeMarco Murray. And, you know, so... I, I guess either I found out that I'm the sucker that t- took the Monica Murray or I'm going to uh, pay off right now because I'm talking about New Orleans Saints, baby. It's do or die time. Now or never. If the Marco Murray doesn't do it this week, it's the NFL week five, make it or break it week. I think it's make it or break it for DeMarco Murray because if he doesn't do it today, I might just cut him out right and I just want to get your guys' opinions. I'll start off with you, Joe. DeMarco Murray, what's the deal? Eagles don't know how to run the ball. When they do run the ball, they can't get it right. They, they dis- you know, Darren Sproles, I don't understand why he doesn't get more touches. But talk to me here about DeMarco Murray right now. I think it's a round peg. They're trying to jam in a square hole or, I mean, whatever the analogy is, this guy is a downhill charger, one cut and go type. 
and, and they're asking him to do some uh, lateral things that I don't think he really excels at. This is like a, a shady role that McCoy should be playing. I've just really, um, he's got to be regretting life, not just trying his best to stay in Dallas, maybe take a little bit of less money, but hey, it's running back position. You only get so much money for so long. Um, it's the roles. I mean, you get Sproles out there, you get Ryan Matthews out there. I just don't trust Chip Kelly. And at this point, I mean, you can't drop him, but uh, you got to play that shell game at this point. Hope he does get the big week against N.O. here or maybe in a week's time and then package him up and move him. But, yeah, it's uh, those days of Dallas are are long gone, I'm afraid. Well, come on. Talk to me here, man. Give me a little DeMarco Murray love against the Saints this week. What do you say now? Well, it's a great matchup for DeMarco Murray. I mean – this uh, Saints defense, I mean, you can run on it and you can pass on it. So if he doesn't get it done this week, I would be worried. The other thing about DeMarco Murray and that Eagles offense is the fact that the offensive line is just not very good. Uh, they're not getting a lot of push out there. And so, yeah, that would concern me a lot. Yeah, DeMarco Murray has to put up numbers this week or else I would be very, very concerned. And I would, frankly, be trying to move him if he doesn't put up decent numbers and well, scores a touchdown this week. You'll definitely have to find a, a dumb, dumb sucker to, to take well, them off your hands. Him. But Put him in a package. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Well, you know, this week, if you, have, if you have Adrian Peterson on the bye and you're a gambling man, you know, maybe it's worth the roll of the dice because he may have a lot of upside if he has one of those bust-loose games. And I'm sure, I'm sure this guy's frustrated and angry personally. I would think he wants to do well. Uh, I don't know if anybody has any last seconds they want to chime in on the Marco Murray here, but uh, if not, we'll move on to the, uh, you know, I never gave the audience my week five stinger. Well, we kind of did. It came up. Willie Sneed, I love this guy to death. My backup guy was DHB, who, you know, uh, I am in the uh, shock and awe dynasty league. Uh, uh-oh. by Commissioner Joe W. Everett, who runs the league. <laughs> and I was able to snatch up DHB off the waiver wire. And I had my doubts about uh, Laplisberger going down and Vic would be hitting my man DHB. And, you know, listen, he's a one-trick pony, but this one-trick pony seems to find the end zone. Uh, Rev, or, or Joe, you know what? Since you're the running the league, I'm not playing you this week, but I am – the only undefeated team in the league, I believe. Uh, talk to me about DHB. Well, uh, the one thing I think he's got going for him here is that I've always noticed, you get a backup quarterback in, who does he feel more comfortable with? Scout team receiver. Uh, DHB's <laughs> probably running number ones with the twos. So uh, right. I think they definitely do have a rapport and uh, credit to the Steelers coaching staff, are they not some of the best coaches of wide receivers in the league? Look at all those late rounders, yeah. the Mike Wallace's, the Wheaton's, the you know the Antonio Browns of the world. Do we could go ad nauseum there? Yeah. So I think you, he's you got to keep him on there. But as far as starting him this week, I don't know. I mean, isn't Bryant back? You got Wheaton in the mix. Brown uh, getting a little well, it's crowded. A deep league. It's a forward. deep league. It's a deep league. You know that. You know that. I might leave well, him on the bench well. though. You leave him on the bench. You just want me to lose. <laughs> Rob, I got I to get uh, back up in the standings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, you're two and two, my man. It's a make it or break it week for you. That's the theme of the week five 
holiday and uh, bye weeks, injuries. If you have Antonio Gates stashed on your bench like I do in a lot of leagues, you're a lucky man. If you snatched up DHB this morning and needed an emergency pickup, I believe you're a lucky man also. Do you agree or disagree with that, Ralph? Well, DHB is a boomer bust guy. You know, he's he's not going to give you a lot of catches. He's not going to get a ton of targets. But when he does get targets, uh, they're going to be looking deep for him because the one thing he can't still do is he can run and he can get deep. So, you know, if you're starting him, you're hoping for a couple of deep shots, maybe a 30 or 40-yard touchdown pass. Um, but, again, it's boom or bust. So you're kind of playing with fire there. So, uh, you know, I mean, uh, you can be a hero or a total zero. Right. Right. Look like a genius or look like an idiot. I agree. Got some injuries, got some bye weeks. I'm going to roll the dice with it. Uh, I want to get what's on some of your guys' minds. If you're just tuning in now uh, and some last-second news, uh, Julio Jones or Julio Jones, uh, his status could change on pregame warm-ups. I'm seeing uh, Sammy Watkins, as we know, is out. Julius Thomas making his debut for the Jaguars. Freddie Jackson, uh, a game-time decision to Thomas Rawls who we've spoken about in previous shows, uh, should definitely be in your starting lineup. Now, Ralph, uh, week five, make it or break it theme of the week. Uh, what's what's on your mind this week as we are on almost a, a third of the way through the regular season here, or the fantasy football season schedule, I should say? What's on my mind are top veteran players who just aren't producing or not playing or are not healthy Look, this is a short fantasy season, and if you have a guy on your team like Alshon Jeffrey, a guy that, you know, you probably took in the second or third round, and the guy week after week does not show up, uh, what do you do with him at this point? It's a headache. Uh, it, yeah, he's a total headache. And so, you know, in one league, I actually got rid of him. I traded him. Um, I, I traded him in a package, and I got Antonio Gates and a couple of other players. But, you know, the, the thing is, is that if you do not have room for him and you can't afford to keep him on the bench or you don't have a bench, I would say just move him because, look, the Bears at this point, they're playing for next year. Uh, they don't really have much incentive to rush Jeffrey back in there. Uh, you know, right. so they – and he might not be back with the team next year because – He's going to be a free agent. So they, they've already, you know, invested in, you know, the current regime has already invested in Kevin White. That's, the, that's going to be their number one guy eventually. So if Jeffrey wants too much money, he might be with another team. They're going nowhere right. this season. There's no reason to rush Jeffrey back in there. So if, you know, if, you don't, if you're not in a deep league or if you, don't, if you can't afford to keep this guy on your bench, I would look to move him or else the the season is going to pass you by if you wait for him each and every week and he doesn't show up and he doesn't suit up each and every week. There's a new setback right. with this guy. And, and and like Ralph said, he's from the previous regime. The Bears are, are probably going to be playing for the number one pick. And, uh, you know, you, you mentioned uh, rebuilding. The news I found, you know, I was a little bit surprised, borderline shocked, when I woke up this morning and heard about the rumor that uh, Sean Payton, the, the Dolphins are, and uh, there's a couple other teams too, but the Dolphins 
uh, where the main team expected to inquire about Sean Payton as their head coach after the season. And, uh, you know, we told, you know, you hear, you heard whispers of oh, the Colts were the other team uh, that, that might be interested, but uh, you know, a head coach being traded, you, you know, um, it's a rare thing that happens, but you talk about moving on from the situation. You heard about uh, them moving on without Drew Brees, but I was surprised, shocked to see Sean Payton might be heading out the door, which makes sense if you're rebuilding. Why keep a head coach, the highest-paid head coach? He makes about $8 million a year. And I don't know if we're going to have time to really discuss that. If we do, we will, but... Uh, before we wrap it up, I want to get Joe's thought of the week and see what's over on his mind before we wrap up the Week 5 holiday show. Well, that is shocking, though. I mean, especially with the marriage between Mickey Loomis and Sean Payton, yeah. those two appear to be joined at the hip, so I have why they would part ways. But, hey, the last coach that was traded uh, ended up winning a Super Bowl on his new team, so maybe that's a good sign for Sean Payton. Um, what I've been thinking about is – Trent Williams is best left tackle in football, or if he's not one of the best, he's first name I'm thinking of, Colin Roll in Washington. I think the Redskins are running so effectively because of the guy his teammates call Silverback. That's what he's playing about. Trent Williams is nasty. He's one of the best drive blockers you see out there, and he just imposes his will against any man that lines up on Matt Jones, Chris Thompson. I think the return of Alfred Morris might be today against the Falcons, who are a little bit banged up at linebacker. Uh, I've just been uh, really enjoying watching the Redskins run the ball, and, yeah, I've just if I've taken anything away from the first four weeks, Trent Williams is a bad man. Well, you know what? I love giving uh, the offensive line some love, Joe. I really do appreciate that. You mentioned Christian Thompson, who is one of the best third-down bats in the league, in my opinion. And if there is an injury to Alfred Morris or Matt Jones, uh, immediately rush to the waiver wire and scoop up Christian Thompson. Uh, another guy we didn't get to discuss, really, was Ronnie Hillman, who I think is going to start to emerge as the feature back in Denver and uh, we've got a couple minutes left, so, uh, you know, I'll, I'll go to each of you guys one minute or less. Anything else you want to get in uh, for the week? Um, you know, I'm looking through my notes to see if I have anything. Uh, the one thing I had for you guys was I'm starting Travis Benjamin or, or Jordan Matthews. Right now I have Jordan Matthews in, um, but Travis Benjamin has 60 points. 65 points on the year, and Matthews has 32 points on the year. It's a non-PPR, but Benjamin's points have come in, like, two games. So do you guys like Benjamin or Matthews? Feel free to jump in, anybody. I want to go with Matthews. Uh, He's been disappointing up until this point, but he did get eight targets last week. The matchup is great against New Orleans. Uh, I think he's the, the obviously the bigger target. is going to be the more consistent target. Uh, I, I think um, I think the other guy from uh, um, uh, from Benjamin. Cleveland is more boom or bust. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to go Matthews. All right, so my so my gut was correct. You agree with that, Joe? Matthews over Benjamin? Maybe if it was Kelvin Benjamin. Yeah, I'm going Jordan Matthews. Uh, I think Rouse on the money here. The matchup is sweet. New Orleans secondary is going to give up some points at Jordan Matthews, and he's seeing more of the ball, and that'll just continue. That uh, He's had some unfortunate drops. I think this is the rebound week for, uh, for Jay. All right, no doubt. 
30 seconds, guys. One last quick hit from each of you. Go ahead, Ralph. Okay, so if you're looking to buy low, look at that Miami Dolphins squad. They brought a new coach, Dan Campbell. I think he's going to try to run the ball a little bit more. Try to make a trade for Lamar Miller. I think he is going to put up bigger numbers once he comes back from the bye week. Good one, Rev. I like that. Uh, What do you got, Joe? Well, two weeks ago gave you Hillman. Last week gave you Hankerson. This week gave you Duke Johnson. I'm going to throw in a bonus. Antonio Andrews, who I gave you last week, he was on the yeah. bye just the week before. I'm telling you, if he's about 9%, maybe over 10% owned now, he's the Titans back to own going forward. So, Antonio Andrews, scoop him off. Thank us later. Just tune in next week, will you? <laughs> I don't know where you can find better information. Check us out, NFLDraftBobble.com. We're hitting you with brand-new videos, podcasts, NFL mock drafts, uh, draft information, NFL information. Go there now. Sign up free. One-week trial. Give us a shot. I promise you'll like it. For the good Reverend Ralph Mancini, you can follow him at Reverend Ralph. And Joe Everett, you can follow him at Joe W. Everett. That's two T's, no E at the end. And myself, Rick Saratella, at NFL Draft Bible. We're out of here. Till next.